a cold night in Austin, Texas. Four girls went about business as usual. But the night turned deadly. Y'all had how many suspects? Welcome back, everybody. It's D. It's D. <laughs> we should be a that's horse. My new, that's my new laugh. That was terrible. Please stop. <laughs> Don't ever do that again. <laughs> that was like that sounded like the worst nay ever. <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> or this podcast will never continue. It ends today. Uh, but I'm Charnel, and again, um, this is what did you do? Yeah. <laughs> stop. Um, first things first. I do want to say something. Um, it's been a little bit. It's been, what, two weeks? Yes. Uh, since we've last spoken, guys, and I have been dealing with a lot. Um, I was overwhelmed with a lot of, like, life stuff. Uh, that's work, that's school, family, other podcast obligations and things like that. That kind of just ran together on me, and I kind of lost it for a good <laughs> seven days. Um, but I am back, and I am feeling a lot better. Better than ever. Not than ever, but I feel better <laughs> than I did. And I just want to thank you guys, uh, from really from the bottom of my heart, from my the depths of my soulless soul, mm-hmm. you know, with for all your kind words mm-hmm. and your comments and your DMs and your your prayers and your well wishes. I am fine, and I made me feel so supported. So thank right, you. Right, right. It was nice to see that as your friend, the support you got. Because we felt bad not doing the show. Yeah, I felt um, terrible. But seeing the support was like a great help. It really, it really, mm-hmm. I know it did. It really did. I man. was happy <laughs> seeing that for you. And because I was super depressed, um, I didn't do anything, including get any new stickers out. So, guys, it will happen. And I feel like I'm going to, like, write a special little note on, like, a fancy stationary paper or something. Go ahead, fancy. I know. Go ahead, calligraphy. Well, I (laughs) know. The worst handwriting. But I just wanted to let everybody know that. Thank you. It was so appreciated because it was a really weird time for me. And I usually don't. I, I can't usually do things publicly, like, be... I don't know, disjointed as publicly as I did. But I felt like we championed mental health awareness right. on this show and it only makes sense to be transparent. I'm still not there yet. So, I mean, okay, we'll but... we'll get you there, I guess. I'm not, I'm not. Well, now you know <laughs> that people love you. And anybody who's been dealing with depression or manages it, uh, know that you are resilient and you have a lot of people here who give a damn about you. True. So, stay tough. Um, one of my favorite podcasts, King Falls AM. And I guess Dee's new, one of her new favorites, too. Yeah, you put me like, on. And it, I binged um, it all. It was like, bad times are tough, but not tougher than me is like their tagline. I love that. Um, But yeah, that's it. So get all the other like sappy things out of the way here so we can move on to the case. We love y'all for real. We do. I do. I I really do love what we're doing here. And I love what you guys do and who you are and what you are and why you are. Um, Housekeeping. Housekeeping. Um, We have new patrons. Yes. Uh, A shout out to Brenda Salazar. Brenda, thank you. Love it. Love you. Emily Fortnite. Thank you. Which I Emily. thought was a little bit of a joke because I thought it was like a Fortnite. I stay away play. from all but that. Thank names. you, That's Emily. That's all your thing. It's not my thing. I do it with my youth group. Uh, Nancy Baca. Thank you, Nancy. And Amy Johnson. And Amy. If I forgot anybody or if I missed somebody, my my mistake. Uh, our Patreon is a great way to show your support outside of you know your likes and your retweets and your shares and your reviews and your uh, recommendations and all things like that. And all your other love. If you want to do that, there's going to be bonus episodes. You get stickers. I know, again, depressed, slacking, but you will get them. Um, uh, whose name am I forgetting? Bree. Bree, your little uh, onesie for your little one is on its way. So 
I, it's so cute. I wish I could wear it. Um, <laughs> and Kat, Kat Martin, who I always, she was so gracious in dealing with me, having to do the logistics of her t-shirt. It's on its way. There's another person, Sal, I think his name is, um, who never responded. I've sent like three or four emails trying to yeah. figure out what your t-shirt size is. <laughs> Um, I, I really want to help you get your t-shirt, so right. please help me. Um, CrimeCon. Yes. Use our code, which is... Oh, I'm supposed to come? Yeah. W-D-Y-D, what? 19. 19. Uh, for 10% off your basic tickets, your general yeah, ticket. your standard ticket. And if you're going to be in New Orleans or you're around New Orleans, if you're in the Crescent City, I'm going to be there anyway, so I'm ready to meet up and turn up with everybody. Yes. Check out our website. But also, um, before we get into everything, I'm going to be in New York City this Saturday. I'm going to be seeing the Read Live. It's my favorite podcast on the planet. Um, if anyone's around in New York City, I know there are... Quite a few of you who live in the New York City area, I'm um, staying over. Uh, I'm going to a bar or whatever afterward. I'm not sure where yet, but I will post it on the crew page and on the Facebook page where I'm going to be at. If you guys want to come together, have some drinks, not on me because I'm not rich, but if you want to like have drinks together at the same time, <laughs> please, please uh, come do that. I would love to meet some of you. And that's uh, that's it. That's all my housekeeping. That's all. The you have housekeeping. anything? No, that's it. Nothing. Nothing. Nothing to no- give the children. Nothing. Nothing, darling. So <laughs> I was trying to do my best Edna mode. Um, love Incredibles. So we are doing a a. A case that I've never heard of, which is weird as a true crime fan. And this is like one of my faves. Yeah. It's so weird that you have a favorite. And I, <laughs> I can't have favorites. No, because I we talk about like which ones we really are interested in. Like Jeffrey Dahmer, I say is my favorite, but I don't think he's like, I don't have a technical favorite. Yeah. But I think it's one of those, um, like it's just the most interesting because he doesn't make sense. But this is one of the ones I'm interested in. And now because we did it, Juana Barraza will always have a place in my heart. So I mean, it needs to connect it to. Why is Juana Barraza? Oh, oh, that's why it's your favorite yeah. case we've done. No, well, like it. Yeah, favorite case we've done. Like I, I wasn't. I didn't know about <laughs> I was it. Like, I was like, what's the connection? No, I didn't know about it, and then it became one of my. Okay, he ceased it. Yes, that one. Come on, say, say. It was so much I went on with that one. It was such a mess, but the luchador thing. It is. It's one of your faves, and something I didn't know about. Um, and it's weird. It's another. Uh, well, we'll get into it. I don't yeah. want to, I don't want to, if you guys don't know what, what it is, I don't want to give things away. Let you do some storytelling here. You want me to jump in? You want to jump in? You jump in? in with the beginning. I'll, I'll take care of it. You From the top. Paint us a picture as you do so well. Do I really? You painted That makes so me feel. Well. You definitely. That makes me feel really good. I'm like, facts. Let's tell me the story. You could tell the story. I'll give you the facts. High fives. Go ahead. <laughs> Today's case takes us down to Austin, Texas. Uh, and if you're driving down Wes Anderson Lane in Austin, Texas today, in this plaza, you'll probably see a classy nail spa, but that is not what happened and what they saw 27 years ago. No. It was actually the spot of one of the most grisly murders in Austin, Texas history. Right. On December 6, 1991, a little after midnight, a cop on patrol saw some smoke and flames coming from the I Can't Believe It's Yogurt shop. Officer called it in. Emergency response was on the scene quickly. And while they were dowsing the flames, Fire Lieutenant Renee Hector Garza and Firefighter David Duvaux came upon a pretty shocking discovery near the back door of this store. They saw a foot, they saw an arm, and then a body. It would actually be three bodies they found. Mm-hmm. Now, even though, this is one thing I thought about, even though firefighters something like go into fires not expecting, especially business fires, right. not expecting to find 
bodies. bodies they kind of go in, but I'm sure it's not out of the ordinary. For a firefighter to find a body in a business, and if someone stayed late, maybe they fell asleep, passed out. Um, you've heard stories of people like older employees having heart attacks while something's on and something catches flame. So that's not that's not odd no. on its own. But what made this out of the uh, what made this really out of the ordinary uh, was the state and the placement of said found bodies. Mm-hmm. They were naked. They were bound with their own clothing. And stacked on top of each other. Mm-hmm. They were also discovered to be shot in the head by a twenty two caliber uh, handgun, mm-hmm. with one of the girls having been shot twice. Mm-hmm. And listening to other podcasts, gathering this information, uh, apparently they had been burned so badly, uh, and they had melted and become part of that floor, like linoleum flooring that you see in a lot of ice cream shops. That's obviously not real tile, right. uh, and melts easy. So. This is this is the uh, the picture we're painting, and then they would find another body, a less burned body, mm-hmm. a younger body towards the front of the store. And not only that, but they would find an ice cream scoop between her legs, right, pointing upwards towards her vagina. The bodies that they found of the crime scenes were of the sisters Jennifer Herbertson. Sarah, who was uh, 17, Sarah Hubbison, who was 15, Eliza Thomas, who was 17, and Amy Ayers, who was 13. Jennifer and Eliza were high school friends. They worked at the yoga shop together. And this was basically the end of their night. Um, um, They weren't getting ready for a sleepover, but the two younger girls, which was Eliza and, and Amy, were getting ready to go on a sleepover. As girls do, you know, teenagers. Yes. Get it how you live. Um, no, not Eliza. Sorry, it was Sarah who was younger, Sarah and, uh, and Sarah and Amy. Amy. So they were waiting for a, basically a ride home after the shift was over. So they're closing up. So typically they would clo- um, close up. They would like slip the door, the the key underneath the door, and walk out and end their shift. But tonight was a little bit different because this happened. Yeah, and there there were some things. Um... There was some, there was some commotion, some motion, some traffic happening before this, and right. I so do I, not like not knowing what happens, who does what right away when I look at a case. No, like I don't. <laughs> that's one of my least no favorite clue. things. Yeah, um, there were some stories of what happened. I don't know if you want to mention some of the stories. Yeah, there were some witness accounts. Right. Uh, some some people, some patrons of the of the uh, ice cream shop. Right. So uh, there, who noticed some things? Right. So there was some. Former police officer that was there with his family, and he noticed a guy um, towards the closing of the um, yogurt shop who came in, ordered a a sprite, which is unusual. Like just order. I order sprites with my ice cream, but it is unusual. But he would just order the <laughs> sprite, no no yogurt. I mean, it's the end of the night, or you could do this at a gas station. You could go somewhere else and get your sprite. But right. he ordered the sprite and then asked to use the bathroom instead of using the regular. Um, patron bathroom he used the bathrooms for um the employees so she let him use the bathroom for the employees i don't know if this is like i I just finished cleaning up the bathroom i don't want you in there let's go to the back you could use that one it could have been that because this was again towards the end of the night but the detective did take notice about how strange it was for this guy to just come in grab a drink and use the bathroom um i do that at gas stations you're right right uh, the other ones that uh, that were mentioned too was the woman who I when I first heard this I was like racism but 
Because <laughs> she came in and she said she had she came in to get ice cream and noticed two young teenage boys sitting at a booth closest to the register and they were talking and she said she didn't she they made her feel uncomfortable and then her description went on that one of them had darker skin and i was like oh of course um but but that's actually but this is i think it's actually pertinent because it just starts placing people in the restaurant right um things like that there was other people who said they saw the same thing but what made these two teenage uh boys uh, suspicious was they seemed to not be focused on anything because they didn't order any ice cream, mm-hmm. but that they had in fact uh, been focused on a weird sack that was sitting between them, and one of them was kind of fiddling with something in it. Mm-hmm. So, like there, there are people who saw some suspicious behavior, but it's not a see something, say something enough of a right. situation because it's a ice cream shop near a mall. If you live in any city, kids always hover around a place that stays open later than the places around it. So, so along with the the bodies, they did discover that five hundred forty dollars was missing from the cash register, um, and this is relevant when I talk about some of the reasons why somebody would do this crime. Um, but so this happens, it becomes big news. Um, they did damage some of the evidence because uh, they were focused on extinguishing the fire before it damaged the business around them. Mm-hmm. So because they were focusing on extinguishing the fire, it was a lot of water being sprayed in there. They didn't think, like you said, there was going to be any bodies in there. So things were a little bit tampered with because of the water. The amount of water, the amount of yeah. water pressure. There were there were several uh, flubs that were happening in the right. aftermath of mm-hmm. the discovery of the bodies. Uh, like you said, the firemen that were called first because, uh, as you would, it's a fire at a business right. in the middle of the night. You don't expect anyone to be in there, right? Um, especially the way it was, the length it was burning, how high the flames were, how whatever they know, they can guess how long it's burning. Guessing it's closed. Um, so there's that. So it's the the force of the water. Uh, we could talk about that, uh, shifting evidence around, washing evidence away. Um, it was mentioned that they weren't wearing protective footgear right. around, things like that. Um, and not only that, but there was also bickering and things happening about what needs to happen once they discovered the bodies. Right. And so where there's so many people trying to like move things and force things through, skipping procedures, right. things are going to get missed, things are going to be forgotten, protocol is going to be forgotten. And-, and it sure enough did. Um, but so this story comes out and people start to hear about it and the investigation begins. Um, there's really not much to the actual crime than that, but it gets to get a little weird because a whole bunch of people start to admit to the crime, which happens a lot with, uh, with murders, especially like homicides that don't have an immediate, you'd be surprised if you, if you talk to your local police departments, I don't suggest you walk up and ask. (laughs) How many people have made false confessions today? <laughs> but if you ask a police officer who works a homicide detective how often they get false confessions, they would say pretty frequently. Like, what are people looking for? They want to be infamous. Like, I don't. There's a lot of there's a lot of times people do it for uh, the thrill of it. People do it because they're looking for some kind of notoriety for some kind of identity uh, issue they might have. They're looking to build it in something else. Why do all the work when someone's already done it for me? Like, there's all these things that go in go into that, and there were several. Mm-hmm. Uh, false confessions, um, 50. He's admitted that there were 50 people that started, including two Mexican nationals that were held by Mexican authorities. But later on, we find out that all the confessions by them were false. Yeah. Sounded good. I, they, they had asked, okay, so yeah, this sounds right, but where's the gun? 
and they couldn't give couldn't them a, a location. A so, yeah. like, there's there are ways to disprove confessions pretty quickly. Um, and a lot of times with murder cases, when you're letting the public have information, you withhold very important ones. So when you do get confessions, only the killer would know those specific uh, details of the crime. That way, you could have a more uh, kind of grounded idea of who they really are. But out of these suspects came four names that drew some attention and were brought into question pretty early. The names were Maurice Pierce, who was 16, Forrest Wellborn, who was 15, Michael Scott, who was 17, and Robert Springsteen, who was 17. Right. Like, so a little bit over a week after uh, the bodies were found uh, in the ice cream shop, uh, Pierce got caught at the mall, which is ironically was where... Amy and uh, Sarah uh-huh. were were shopping that day mm-hmm. with this with a gun a that 22. matched with a twenty two caliber handgun, and hand so they're like, we, well, we got him, we, we got, got him. him. This is perfect. Wrong. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, they weren't able to uh, pin it on the guys at this point or have anything, so they had to let them go. Yeah, um, the he, ballistics didn't match, didn't match, and he, they couldn't really pin any details down there. They had questioned them for hours and hours. And at some point, uh, Pierce did say that Wellborn and Forrest had borrowed his gun and killed the girls. Right. But they just didn't have, again, those details yep. that the police were looking for. And Wellborn claimed he had no idea uh, anything about the murders. And right. he and Pierce, along with Michael Scott and Robert Springsteen, they had stolen a car and went to San Antonio that night. That night. And... Like I was mentioned earlier, the ballistics to the gun didn't match uh, the one used at the crime scene. And so they were just let go. And uh, at this time, Detective John Jones, who was on the case, again, with Mike Huckabee, uh, was the other person really chasing this case, really didn't believe they committed the crimes. No. It just wasn't. They just, didn't, again, didn't have the information. They didn't seem like they were <laughs> like they were hiding much. Um, and there's And when you're a kid, too, the other thing to think about is it's really easy to be coerced. I'm using right. a word that I know Dee's going to. I can't say, don't, <laughs> listen, you guys, I was practicing this word, word with my boyfriend. She sent me videos. I couldn't, coerce, coerce, <laughs> I cannot say this you word. You're going to break it up like a singer, co, 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 coerce, coerce, co, co, don't think about the word, just think about the sounds, co, co, erse, erse, coerce. Coerce. Yeah, close enough. <laughs> yeah. Once you, like, as high as... This is not going to shake yo, you like that. Yo. But, no, it's fine because it's so funny. Like, I did this with my boyfriend. I could <laughs> not get this word. No, it is very easy to uh, to coerce uh, people into into confession, especially young kids, into mm-hmm. confessions because the pressure. Yeah. Um, they just want to get out of there. Right. They don't... They don't what's going on. Yeah. But sometimes they're like, they want to be cool and you separate them from their friends. They don't know, well, your friends already rolled over on you. Like, my friends are lying on me. All these things go in. But you're right. There are so many... They didn't have any real uh, leads except for these four kids. Right. Um, and at some... At one point, Austin PD had well over 340 suspects in leads. Right. And but it's after, insane. after these kids, it gets pretty much dead as far as the case goes i mean they had six written confessions but they were just kind of dismissed because there was no evidence to back them up right so fast forward it's 1999 yes so the investigation go on and on Mm -hmm. because you do want to one you want to bring this killer's the killer is to justice but you also want to have some semblance of closure for the family uh and and i feel like as a police officer it would hurt my heart 
to do that, to like drag something out for seven years and like knowing you're working hard. Right. Um, they went days, months, again, years without any new leads. And at one point, uh, I can't remember the person's name. Uh, last name is Mitchell. Connie, Corey Mitchell. They have a book out about this. Uh, you can find it on Google Books. Like they have the sample. Um, the woman that wrote the book? There's two books that everyone's okay, like, who killed these girls? Is yeah, one that's of them. the one and The I other know one about. is, oh, I'm going to forget the name. I should have written it down, but I thought I would remember it. Um, but there's a billboard that went up soon before it happens. And there's uh, the Interstate uh, 35 billboard that said, who killed these girls? And that was really uh, the what sparked that that kind of tagline. Right. But not long after that, uh, Detective Jones was promoted to sergeant. Mm-hmm. And he and Mike Huckabee were moved off the case. Right. And much like we were talking about all these false confessions in this weird time, Kenneth McDuff, a serial killer who had been in the area at the time operating, whose victims had included some teenage victims. Um, It was November 17th in 1998 where uh, the day of his execution, he, I think, which I think was like a last ditch, I can't talk today, a last ditch effort for getting a stay of execution. I almost stuttered again. Um, (laughs) But if that's what it was, it didn't work because he was executed by lethal injection that day. Right. But it was just like I think he was just throwing something throwing at the something wall and other. seeing what sticks. Yeah. And I think it and it was I think it really was the police who gave him the idea like seven years ago that just maybe I can hold off this a little bit longer. Um, but then you were right. Or, October sixth, nineteen ninety nine. They arrest the boys. Um, so at this time, uh, Springsteen is 24 now. Scott is 25. Pierce is 24. And Wellborn is 23. And they all got um, arrested uh, with the DNA evidence, I guess, against them. They're going to use that. Um, they've been tested on more than 70 people. They failed to get a match. They want to use it for this case, but it doesn't really pull through. This is, yeah, this is where this case loses me. Yes. And this is where it frustrated me. And I was yes. a little frustrated with you, but it wasn't your fault. You weren't there. And <laughs> I was like, dude, what Why are you doing? did you pick this case? Because it doesn't make sense. No. Like, I get, if you, if eight years prior, you had no evidence tying these kids to the case other than the fact that they had a gun that matched the caliber, but didn't match the ballistics. And there is no DNA evidence even now, like, that would connect them to this case. Like, you just had no leads, and you decided to go back to what you knew. And so, like, it just seems like like really cruddy police work. It's just very lazy. So here becomes the problem. Because now they get to question these men, and the questioning gets a little bit iffy. This is where the coercion kind of comes on. Yeah, they they had gotten they had gotten them. They arrested them. They charged them with capital murder. So this right. wasn't this isn't like misdemeanors or anything no, that kind of sneak them in. This wasn't you know plates to get them into the they interview gave them room. A charge. They charged them with something so heinous, and they end up uh, Michael Scott and Rob actually Rob like I know them. Robert Springsteen <laughs> actually end up confessing to the murders right. under these again these like- suspect. Uh, <laughs> so I don't remember which methods. one had the longest. Uh, was it? It was Scott, I think. Yes, yeah. who had the really like twenty hours of like questioning, questioning. I I even hear that the officer acted like he put the gun in the back of his head. Yeah. Like, so it what, is intense. Yeah. So what happened was September 9th of ninety nine. He got questioned for twelve hours. Yes. Again, man, it's been eight years. We moved. <laughs> from all of this. Right. And so four days later, no, not even four days later, the next day, and then on the 13th of September, he got questioned again for the same length amount of time. It's like over 12, 20 hours. Yeah. Um, and again, they had confessed to the crime. 
saying they committed the rapes and committed the murders uh, while the other two stood watch. So while right. Wellborn and um, whose name is going to escape me, Pierce, Pierce stood watch. And you're right. One of them had even pretended to, to hold a gun, gun to the back of his head. Yeah. Which. That's intense. Which is. After yeah, intense. hours of questioning. Like, so you're breaking this person down over and over again. They're exhausted. You're probably withholding water from them. Yeah, you know, all these yeah, things. That, yeah. Because, again, the police are also allowed to lie to you to get a confession out right, of you. Right. So they could say, once again, that, you know, your friends are actually putting this all on you. Right. Which, like, this is what this Which is what I think saying. they did with uh, Springsteen's and Scott. Yeah. Yeah. They were saying, you're for all your, your friends friend are rolling. Told. Yeah, yeah. So what are you going to do? And this is when this is when it gets really messy too, because these are the cracks. Is that their confessions that they're giving? When people started looking into them, mm-hmm. <laughs> like again with the coercion, um, and we could talk about Detective Hef- Hector Polanco, yes, who was I the one have, he had gotten. I have stories about from him. The case, <laughs> and we'll, we'll touch back on him. But their their confessions were a little bit too detailed. One for it to have been eight years later, right. And for them, again, to have been young and it'd be dark and all these things that they had were just too correct right. for them to go from not knowing anything at all to knowing everything. So while they may have been coerced, <laughs> coerced, I wish I could name the episode that. <laughs> you, you should, though. Coerced. I shouldn't because I feel like someone's going to shame me for making fun of you. <laughs> it's okay. I was making fun of myself. Like I was, I was prepping, but you know, we go from coercion, but all these details start coming out that weren't really spoken about at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, as far as I think scarring on her, um, how the bodies were positioned, that one was further away from the other girls that one, you know, Amy, um, actually lived after they shot her. And, um, so that's why she was, distant from the other girls she was actually right. crawling so all those details started to come out from um pierce's and then scott's uh confession so now you're like wait a minute meanwhile like there is shifty police play but now what's going on well it's all shifty <laughs> that that's the thing is like i don't see like i mean i see where this was going i see right. what they were trying to do because right. at some point you want you want to close a case, and even if you don't get the right guy, it makes you feel good, helps everybody sleep at night. Because if you, if we want to set the temperature in a room, 90, 90 early 90s Austin, Texas was nobody's Houston or Dallas, right. by the way, guys. Capital City um, was very, very low on violent crime. Um, and so when you look at this, you have people who, I think 48 Hours said it too, mm-hmm. is like innocence lost. Like so many people, yeah, news articles yeah. ran like it's Austin lost Austin or America and Austin lost his innocence yep. that day. Like so Austin many was, articles said that. Yeah. So Austin was that city where these things didn't happen. Right. And, and I'm sure they, I'm sure they did. Right. But like just not as often as they do in Houston or again, and Dallas, to this extent. So, yeah. or this brutal. Brutal. And right. we can talk about how there's so much overkill in this. Mm-hmm. And I, think I we'll- had, I had, if you're going with the, somebody knew them. Yes. Yeah. I had the same thought and I actually was like, I wonder if they looked into anyone with Amy or Amy's family because it seemed like out of all the girls, she got the worst. Well, I want to, well, I, what I would say though mm-hmm. is Amy's body was the least destroyed by flames. Right. So but that a was, lot of them, you couldn't even recognize what race they were because they were, well, because they were so badly burned. So you think the opposite. I don't even think the opposite. I think that, I think that giving the witness, mm-hmm. uh, kind of, uh, uh, 
what am I, what am I looking for? Given the witnesses' uh, testimonies and written reports and things like that, mm-hmm. um, saying that they met, they saw these two dudes or the guy who was in the bathroom. We don't right, know if he ever right. came out. Um, things like that. Like I, I'm assuming that if they were there and they knew people, I'm not sure they would know. Since this is the 90s where there's no social media, someone's like going to the ice cream shop to you know wait on my sister. Right. I'm assuming if somebody was there, they were there for someone who knew they knew was working there and closing. With this much right. overkill. So well, I would say it was either Sarah, mm-hmm. oh, that's Sarah, I'm sorry. Um, Eliza. Eliza or Jennifer, if they oh, knew yeah. the, they knew them. Um, cause the, 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 the boys that were mentioned were teenage, like older teenage boys. Right. Not like Eliza and Sarah's ages. So I'm just, I'm in my head. If I was trying to put True. things together. The boys that were mentioned, but again, if you separate yourself from that idea and maybe think it's an older male that possibly came in and did this. Then, but they all said they thought also that was two people, right? Because there was a thirty-eight and the twenty-two right. caliber guns. But it also could be somebody carrying two guns. We right. had a whole. Uh, we, I, I mean, know. we had a whole case about homeboy on Christmas who came in with a flamethrower oh, yeah. and had a Except Santa suit packed full of weapons. It's not hard to carry, carry two guns. Yeah. So I mean, it there's there's a lot of ifs, maybes, and what's it's in this case is why it's frustrating it. to me. <laughs> Because I love it because you have to really think you got to take all the pieces you have and try to, you know, and I really feel like this is a good like armchair detective type case because I think people who are removed from the case could look at it objectively besides these four guys. Because I think people that were close to this case really focused on the four guys. They no, were really like, yeah. So, I mean, I think it will take for this case to finally close um, eyes outside Kind of like a Golden State type thing. Yeah, Eyes on the outside else. to give it a different perspective. And also someone who's not as aggressive as Hector Polanco because <laughs> Hector Polanco was adamant. Right. So he's got some some racial tension happening with yeah. him. He's got a lot. There's a lot of things going on with Hector. So. Yeah. Hector was actually removed from the case and uh, removed from his position at one point. Ugh. We'll go into that later. What happens to him? Because it seems like he was involved in coercing. Cor- <laughs> you know why you have me saying this part, anyways? Curse. You could but just there, like there edit. are other there are Cursing. synonyms that you could use, <laughs> like forcing these people into a confession. You could like there are phrases that you could go around. I have coercion, and I want to say coercing it. is. <laughs> you got to hit the sounds. You got to hit the sounds. I'm you're so going. You're bad at, at words. The, you're imagining words. the word, and that's why you're fumbling. Um, coercing. So, yes, he would talk people into false false confessions uh, throughout his, you know, time period as a a police officer, including um, a false impersonation of Christopher, I don't know how to say this, (laughs) Ochano and Richard Dangerzer. Um, They were both released after 13 years after in prison. So they... Made them, he coerced them into like confession. He did something to them. Coerced, <laughs> he, he coerced them into Coercing. false confessions. And they spent 13 years of their lives behind right. bars. And Richard um, actually was brain damaged after an assault in prison. So this time in prison completely changed his lives. So they linked him to a whole bunch of cases where there was false impersonation and they suspended him. But he ended up going back into the force. So you're saying impersonation. Was somebody impersonating a cop or are you saying information? Um, <laughs> it was like to make sure that you... <laughs> sorry, false imprisonment. Okay. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was it, like, the, the 
coercion led to the false imprisonment. I'm like 40% here. <laughs> false imprisonment of uh, Christopher and Richard. So, um, But he ended up being removed, but ended up going back to the police force. And then retired and then got his full pension. Yeah, Hector Which was a... Which was like so angering to me that they let him back on. I agree. Like, I couldn't... I was so pissed. <clears throat> I can hear it. <laughs> I was. Because cops. Especially <laughs> bad ones. Right. So there, there, there's just a lot of people dropping the ball here. And right. that's really and that's really where this case went, went south. But I agree with you that what it would really need is... I'm surprised there wasn't some kind of extra investigations uh, into this case. Right. But again, awesome police made some mistakes and there were some weird connections between family and police. Right. And I, yeah. So Robert Springsteen's father and the uh, Austin police data processor, her name was Karen Hudley, Hudley, um, they were dating, <laughs> but she transferred like promptly when she uh, started dating Springsteen's father, they say. Yeah. <laughs> promptly. <laughs> I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do. Like, I conflicts mean, of interest. Right. So there was a lot of conflicts of interest and weird things going on um, with the police involved in this investigation, too. That kind of hindered um, finding a suspect. Again, like, one of my main things about this police department, it seems like they're focusing on the floor. And now I kind of feel like they had something to do with it. So... I've always felt, especially Scott and Springsteen, were adjacent to the case mm -hmm. or were told to do the case. But I feel like there was an older third party involved, and it was somebody who was there before. So you are you saying? Somebody. So you keep saying that you said the case. Are you saying that someone was in, like orchestrating this attack? Yes. Okay. I think so because I feel and I there's something about and I've when I heard it the first time the guy that went to the back. I feel like he was probably looking to see what was around, who was around, that guy. Right. You know, there's something, and, and, and I feel like an adult being involved with all these kids, it wouldn't be so, it's very 70s crime to me, because I feel like a lot of 70 crimes, 70 crimes that took place in the 70s was like the older man, like having like, coercing. Why Leave the word alone. Why are you trying to say this word? Just avoid it. A please. lot of like <laughs> older people trying to like, have younger people do crimes for them and commit crimes for them. Yeah, so, if that was the 70s. It was a very 70s thing to do, but I feel like that could have been the case as well. But I, I, my my only pushback on that would be, one, for to what end? Like, what would the motive be for this older person? Right, to... well, that's why I said, when we think about the overkill in this crime, maybe it's somebody connected to the parents or a friend. But then you would think that if it was one of the kids, like for a child mm -hmm. to perform that kind of that level of violence, mm -hmm. I don't. I wouldn't see a kid being able to unless there was some kind of fear involved. Right. Where if you didn't do it like this, it'd be something for it to be that escalated. I, I don't know, but I just I can't. The boys to me seem like they had something to do with it or involved. I just don't. I can't decide how much. Well, so my thing would be where's the gun. Because, that like, there's, too. yeah, there's not many places, there's, I mean, there's Austin, there's plenty of places to hide right, it. Right, But with the the level of investigation that was happening into the lives of these kids, their families were being looked into. Like, right. there, a lot of the things that don't get talked about in these in police investigations is, like, those 
satellite investigations. Also like, the DNA. oh, your brother and your sister, you know, let's yeah. talk about where they were too, just in case. With someone covering for you, someone lying for you, uh, in the DNA that they found yeah. that doesn't match. Match anybody, which, again, I don't know. This case is one to make you think. And it's frustrating. And when you think about Do you think they would do DNA for people outside of Austin? Is there like a database, national database for DNA? There is now. And yeah. There is now. Like when the DNA was in the 90s wasn't as like prevalent right. as it is now. It and Austin start. wasn't. The other thing that is the, the, uh, the criticism of the Austin Police Department is because they're not used to these things. They weren't prepared to handle a case like this. We right. talked, remember the, the, the bodies weren't checked for scrubbed or brushed for accelerant or right. anything like that before they went to the Emmy's office, like, mm-hmm. or after. Right. <laughs> like, so things like that. And I truly believe some people think that the stacking of the bodies was some ritualistic thing. Mm-hmm. I just believe that they meant to stack them and have the bodies be the source of the flame to eliminate that's all why, evidence. Yeah, that's why I think there was, um, the amount of burning of the body is because it started there. Yeah, yeah. that's why, like, so it makes sense to me. And mm-hmm. again, Amy getting shot and not dying and being able to crawl, crawl. getting shot again yeah. and being toward, and again, being closest to the entrance. Mm-hmm. There were some reports that even when the firefighters first came in, that she was still alive. I, I did, I did read that. Yeah. I believe. So, I mean, it's a, it's, okay. it's a wonky, wonky that's- one. <laughs> But there is a lot of things that happen post this stuff, too. Post right. all the faux pas, post all the things. Right. Um, and because of this stuff, guys, obviously, with every all the cracks in the case and things not really holding, you would you would believe that these, ki- these kids, these men, men I want to call them kids, at this point, yeah. obviously don't stay mm-hmm. locked up. Which is exactly what happened. Right. So in 2006, uh, the Texas Court of Appeals actually overturns Robert Springsteen's conviction on the basis of an unfair trial. Yes. And super unfair. Yeah. Specifically because, again, these coerced confessions, I'll say it for you. Yes, please do. <laughs> I'm not saying it. These confessions were shaky at best. Were They were using Springsteen's confession against Scott and Scott's confession against Springsteen, Springsteen. but would not allow the two to, to testify, testify against each other, mm-hmm. which... Is a violation of your, your constitutional right to be able to confront your accuser. So now it goes up to the U.S. Supreme Court and they refuse to reinstate the conviction um, in 2007. So it's right, not happening. Again, it's a trash confession. It's, it's not happening. It's not going to happen at all. All charges were dismissed in October 28, 20, 2009. There you go. There. Words. <laughs> I'm so used to saying 2016, 2019. I forget the whole 2000 errors. Yeah, so they they were dismissed, and at this point, prior to that, uh, Scott and Springsteen had gotten released. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a lot of there was a lot of uh, what's the word straw man arguments and a lot of ambiguity uh, surrounding the language of why they were being released to try to save face for the Austin Police Department. Uh, for the district attorney's office, and it just wasn't gonna. It was just what, as my grandma would say, that dog won't hunt. <laughs> Those things didn't come all come around that corner at all. Mm-hmm. They were trying to kind of use alternative DNA evidence, but it's just there's nothing pinning these kids or these men now right, to this crime. To this crime. And at this point, now it's been 18 years mm-hmm. since the crime took place, and this has taken up so much of their lives. And 
Again, we we aren't sure. If like they had I said, anything this to do needs an armchair, a few couple sleuths. Somebody's so, writing a book right now. I'm yeah, sure. yeah. Somebody's gonna come out with this in a couple years. Somebody's sitting down with a million awesome police detectives and right. patrolmen and foot foot officers who are like, you know, I saw a little something. It's like, I mean, oh, would they you? be that old? I don't know, but I saw. I say that all the time. You know, I saw a little something. And you feed them some Popeyes, and they're singing like a canary. I don't know how you do things anymore. That's how we do things in, in Texas? Maybe. I don't know how Texas gets down, but that's how I would coerce someone into sharing information with me. I'd cook them food, buy them food. I wouldn't give them money. But like, I would like, sit down with me. Let's talk. Here's some coffee. Would you like some bourbon in your coffee? <laughs> like, Let's talk. Have them um, singing with some Popeyes? I'm classy. You're going to have to come with something better. Well, Popeyes is more of a, like, a, Louis, a New Orleans thing. Did you know that? I know that. Yeah. Oh, I have to actually have it down when we're down there. You've never had Popeyes before? I had Popeyes up oh, here, but down there, it's, it's the probably same. a different experience. No, it's really? Not. No. I've All had right. Popeyes. Well, to be fair, it was 13 years ago the last time I was in New Orleans. <laughs> so. <laughs> I feel like I've seen things on the pictures. Yeah, the menus the change everywhere. <laughs> right. Yeah, menus change that everywhere. I have down, not seen up here. When I was in North Carolina for a college tour, they had a 50 uh, nugget bucket at McDonald's, and I was like, "Oh, that's me." <laughs> they don't have that up. Here. That is a two a.m. like a bucket of nuggets. It was two p.m. and I was <laughs> that on would a be coach a, bus. Right, that would be a, me at two a.m. Absolutely nothing. Pass out ten life. nuggets, and I can never finish my fast Fall food. Fall asleep with nuggets in my hand. Like, yeah, I almost made it. Yeah, but even even in all of this, it's actually weird because now, mind you, these kid, these kid, these men's lives have been kind of um, rattled, rattled, and over like saturated, inundated with this case and right. these accusations and the in jail time. And for one of the one of the uh, one of the men, they don't see much life after no. everything starts to settle. No. For Maurice Pierce, life ended for him after a routine traffic stop got violence with, violent with the police. Um, the police subsequently uh, shot Maurice and killed him. Yeah, so there's not a happy ending to this, but yeah. I don't know if we want it to be happy because these <sighs> men so, could be murderers. So questionable. So it's fairy, a... Fairy, 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 chance. Yeah, I, wouldn't even, I don't even want to start talking percentages, but that is... <laughs> That is the case of the ice cream shop. Yogurt shop. Yogurt shop. I do that. That's what I did when I first murders. Like, try to tell you. I was like, I don't know what the ice cream shop. There's a yogurt shop murders. Is this what you're talking about? And you're like, oh, yeah, that one. And I was like, oh, okay, fam. I got it. <laughs> but that that is it. And this, these are the cases that are frustrating me because I don't like who done it. This is what I was saying earlier in the episode. I don't like the, I do. we don't know who did it because I am not an armchair detective. Like, I'm not that person. I'm just not built for all that. the theories in the world. I like theorizing and hypothesizing and all that stuff. The why somebody does it though. But I like being able to know what was done, who did it, and then looking into their history and right, who they are yeah, and picking yeah. out the things that catalyst, 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 boom. Like but... all these, like, so. Because if that's what I wanted to do, I wouldn't be trying to be a forensic psychologist. I would just be a detective. <laughs> I could already be that if I wanted to. Well, I could be a police officer. If I, I like to them be. all. I like an unsolved. I like a solved. I, like I love a soft case. They t- they taste better. Oh my god! What is that? Well, they're definitely more complete. You could wrap. Yeah, I like being able to end my my day being like, "Yep, that person's in jail." You don't like that uneasy. Maybe it's you that needs to write the book that needs to like solve the case. 
if I look into, if I get obsessed with this and write a book about it and end up solving the case, I'll be so angry. <laughs> Why? What's wrong with you? you because I didn't want Michelle it. McNamara? I love Michelle. I'd be like, dude, <laughs> it would be like, um, it's called Awesome PD. So look, look, y'all, listen. Um, did y'all check this? <laughs> because I already figured this out. Because I think I got it. They're like, well, yeah. So I wrote a whole book. You got to wait for it to be published because I don't know how that works. Like, do you know. you do it because you have to keep writing? If yeah, I don't. It sounds like work. Never mind. So <laughs> somebody else can do it. Anyway, guys, that's the case. Um, we Curse. will be back. Curse. Curse. It sounds like an animal song. Please stop. <laughs> Curse. It's it's frustrating. Is what it is. I. <laughs> please. I, <laughs> but that is it. We'll be back in seven days seven. or less. I think this is going up tonight. So it'll be, we'll be back in seven days next week because we don't want to keep you waiting two weeks from now. One, because Dee has a life outside of this and she's not going to be around. But two, because we're late and we don't, I don't want to keep you waiting three weeks with anything. So we'll be back next week with a a case that has been solved. (laughs) Fine. We're going to have solved cases. Okay. And who done it? Can I do like one who done it a year? You can do once a month. (laughs) <laughs> it's like, that's one that's, case. That's one case. That's my only case. <laughs> you can, once every two months. That's one that's in four. Lot. That's 25%. I feel like that's a lot. I feel like that's, again, I feel like that's a, a good measure for you. You can enjoy that for you. So, <laughs> but guys, if you have cases that you would like to see into, I've got a list of listener su- suggestions, requests, um, who want Arsman. People have asked me to look into the heart case. Um, the hearts who drove over the cliff with all the kids, the foster oh, kids, specifically because of my background. That heavy. Um, and yeah, it is really heavy, that's and that's why I haven't done it yet. One, I feel like it deserves a lot more uh, research and time, time and energy. I know Glimmer Mag has that podcast out, um, the heart of something or yeah, whatever. I saw it. And like, I do think we could add something special to that. So I am looking into it, but it's not something I'm going to jump into right away. I want to make sure we can do it justice. Um, because you know the victims are children, and okay. so I just want to make. You know, I'm gonna have all my feelings about that one. That um, one breaks my heart so bad. As am I. Same. It's just like, one of those. It's things. one of those cases that take me out. Uh, so, but we are looking through. Uh, we are looking through your lists, and yes. we are doing that. Um, next week might be one. So, if you like listener suggestions, which I really do like them a lot, because uh, <laughs> it helps me not think. Yours might be popping up next week because it is a listener suggestion. So. <laughs> Anyway, guys, I have nothing else to say. Where can people find you on the timelines, D? D underscore Iza, I-S-A, for on Twitter and Instagram. I didn't know if I was saying Twitter right. I'm on Twitter. You're losing a lot of things. (laughs) Guys, if you want to find me, I'm at Charnel B on Instagram and Twitter. I'm also on Snapchat. I love, I say this every episode, I feel like, but I love it when you guys send me pictures of your animals. I get a lot of pictures of dogs and cats. Like, I, I, and I don't even know who people are. You guys never introduce yourselves either. You're just like... On Snap? <laughs> yeah, they're like, they're listening to the show. I'm like, who are you? <laughs> it's like M. Scott or something. I'm like, I need your first name so I can say hello. I'm more freaking on Instagram. I, I don't do Snap. I love... I, I get... I just get Snaps. I don't <laughs> Snap people back. You, um, I Snap more than you, though. You do. But I Snap personal life stuff. Yeah, that's because yeah. you've got one. I just, Again, I'm clinically depressed. So there's... <laughs> wow! That really went dark! No friend. Come back. Come back. Either way, <laughs> the point is that, yeah, I you have a life and you date and stuff. I went on a date recently. Uh, like, <laughs> it went well. But um, we're... <laughs> was it Valentine's Day? No, it was like Sunday. Oh. But it's... <laughs> 
Doing anything. We're making it work. Uh, other than that, guys, uh, the podcast you can find on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. It's like, well, it's at what did you do pod and then Facebook's backslash what did you do pod. Our website, what did you do podcast.com. Join the crew. I love the conversations love that happen the in there. I'm going to be going live probably tomorrow You've been night. been yourself for that. Yeah. And I bought a light and stuff. So I don't have to use my hands and prop it up anywhere. I can just hold it's you, a holder. You, you got to really. I want to do an Instagram with both of us live one day. Yeah, you got to make you drive because I'm not driving up there. Um, what so, Instagram, you could do that joint thing. That's well, I don't need to go anywhere. Glitches and gizmos and I'm okay. who's a what's it's and I mean, but either way we'll do all of that guys look into that again check out the patreon uh check out the crime con thing if you're going to be there let me know if you're going to be in new york city around new york city this saturday i really want to meet some people it's going to be fun cat i'm talking to you right uh, because Direct. you are a She's firecracker right yeah. i love her i love her. everything she does she <laughs> looks <Me> like <laughs> she looks like the kind of friend i want her instagram is amazing it is so <laughs> Please be great. Stay great. Other than that, guys, uh, secrets make you sick. Keep your hands clean. All that stuff. Behave. Peace out.